It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's Rebecca Maida here, Zelina, the Wicked Witch of the West, and you are listening to the Once Upon a Fan podcast. Enjoy, because it's wicked. Now there was a time when they used to say, left behind every great man, there had to be a great woman. But all in these times have changed, you know that it's no longer true. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Once Upon a Fan podcast. I am your host, Drizella Sai, and I am joined by my co-host... No whiskey for witches policy. <laughs> nice. And this is our read of the latest episode of Once Upon a Time, which was called Sisterhood. Before we get into our review, we're going to start off with one brief news bulletin and let you know that Jennifer Morrison's feature-length directorial debut... Sundogs is premiering on Netflix this Friday, April 6th, so make sure that you check that out. I'm sure it's going to be great. She did an interview with me over Twitter at one point. If you look up hashtag AskZach, I think, and possibly Sundogs, you'll probably be able to find it. It's like a couple years old now, but if you're interested, you can go back and find that if you want to. And now we're just going to go ahead and get into our review of Sisterhood. Uh, spoiler-free review first. Ashley, what did you think of it? Hmm. Well, I can feel... I, I found it interesting that we're, we're kind of wrapping up some some ties here. We're ending some things, it seems like. It feels like everything's drawing a bit closer, but I also feel like I'm not sure where things are going in a weird way. Uh, mm -hmm. With, a, you know, just a couple of, of reveals... This episode, apart from a few things, didn't captivate me as much as other ones. Is maybe because I felt like we had we had a conclusion already to what was going on in the backstory, so that wasn't like no big new reveals from there. Um, some big new reveals on character motivations in the main plot. Um, the main plot, I should say, or rather in the um, present day story. Um, I'm just, I'm wondering where things are going with new elements being, uh, introduced. And I'm trying to keep it as spoiler-free as possible because it has this have to do with the reveal we got at the end of the episode. Uh, what did you think, Zach? Well, I was, um, super creeped out by a couple of things. Um, and that, you know, kind of worked for me. There were a couple of elements in it that I really liked, there wasn't really anything I didn't enjoy. Maybe the middle part of it, I was just kind of like wondering where it was going, I guess. Because um, it wasn't 
clear and I wasn't entirely sure. Uh, it's kind of been hard to guess where things are going this season, actually, because all of, I mean, all the things that we keep thinking are going to happen do not happen. So um, <laughs> it's been a little bit more difficult to, to try to make a guess. Um, but I overall, I did enjoy it, though. Um, and to that end, I think we can go ahead and start with the spoilers now. Yes. Well, first and foremost, I know there was definitely a large shout-out that I'm sure you enjoyed. The uh, Flynn's Barcade. Oh, good lord. Okay, so let's just start with that then. First of all, I love Tron. I especially love Tron Legacy. And funny enough, that movie was written by Adam Horowitz and Eddie Kitsis. So, hey, I really, really like that universe. I think it's really nifty and cool. I wish that they were going to make a third one. Um, I hope that they do make a third one. I know that there's been talk about that recently, but nothing has been confirmed. But overall, I think it's worth having a third shot because it's just a really fun little world. And I can kind of see where Adam and Eddie maybe were setting things up for the sequel um, as far as like having Derringer's son there working at Flynn's company and just, yeah, a bunch of other things. So yeah, I would have been interested in that, but alas, I'm not sure if Disney is ever going to do it or not, but if they did, I would totally buy a ticket. But yeah, I totally loved that moment when they were at Flynn's Barcade because I was, I mean, yeah, I was tickled. I have notes. I have opinions about things. First of all, I was wondering who on like the game, I was wondering who JBH is that overtook the record. I feel like that's somebody who matters. And then by the end of the episode with the big reveal about one of the characters, I was actually wondering if it was somehow related to him, which I guess we can just go ahead and get into now because I guess it's part of it. So not only is Nick Jack, but Jack is not really Jack either. Jack is Hansel. 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 so hot right now. Hansel. <laughs> from, you know, Hansel and Gretel. Hansel and Gretel. Yeah, it's Hansel. It's I Hansel. say Hansel. It's Hansel. So that's, I was kind of wondering if it was like, if JBH is like, Jack, but Hansel. Like, <laughs> you know, like if Tyra Banks was giving instructions on, you know, Top Model about how to keep it fierce. But, you know. Yeah, so I did wonder about that once those initials came out. And then... Um, also really quickly too, I just want to say that I thought that the joke about being literally texted into the friend zone was pretty hilarious. <laughs> that was some good corny stuff and I enjoyed I it. I love how Lucy can just like manipulate these adult, like I, it gives you appreciation of how Henry did it as well back in season one where he's like, yeah, no, my mom's going to do this. So we're going to do this other mom and da 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 da. And then you just realize Lucy has like technology on her side because you know, Hyperion Heights hasn't been, like, stuck in, like, 1987 for the past 30 years. So, it's kind of funny to see an update, whereas, like, Henry would, you know, just go to Granny's and be like, hey, I'm gonna go here. Lucy's like, doot, 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 on the text, and then it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, and sending, you know, the two of them, plus Nook, over to, you know, play some video games. Which, you know, again, that's kind of hilarious, really, that, like... You know, Captain Hook, who is Alice in Wonderland's, you know, dad, and also Hansel and Jack and the Beanstalk are playing video games with Snow White's grandson. Like, like no big deal. Like, that's the stuff you know, that Once Upon a Time is made from. I mean, <laughs> I mean, really, like, even just, like, the saying it out loud, like, is so funny. 
It's like sometimes I forget what we're talking about, <laughs> <laughs> and and then when I get into it on that level, it's like, oh wait, what did I just? What just came out of my mouth? Okay. <laughs> also, to the whole thing with we're just gonna stick with this scene. I think we'll get to Jack in a second. The whole thing about the next girl coming through that door is getting asked out by Henry Mills, and it was just Cinderella. Okay, first of all, that's very John Hughes. It's, it's yeah, totally. And then they were sitting there talking about whether or not fairy tales were real. <laughs> and I was cracking up at that because that was like you I mean, okay, I'm just gonna wait. I'm just gonna wait for the curse to break. And you know, when Nick and Nook were at the pool table, it was like very retro. And also too, when Nick said he wasn't much of a sweets guy later on, I mean I'm like I'm kinda of like I put all of my notes for the storyline into one little paragraph. But when he said that like this he's like not much of a sweets guy Later on and down the road, I, that's when I was like, oh, he's totally Hansel. Like, Same. that's when I guess. Same. Like, I was like, and then I okay. started looking and see, I'm like, like, have we ever seen him in a short sleeve shirt? Like, mm, no. Exactly. I did the same thing. Interesting. That whole thing about the fact that he's, that he is Hansel, number one. I mean, True North is one of my favorite episodes so, of the whole show, going back to season one. So the fact that Hansel and Gretel were in this again, and this time they're like, one of them's trying to be a witch, and then the other one is trying to kill witches. I was just like, "Oh, girl! Like, <laughs> there's a lot going on here." <laughs> so, but it's and that's the thing that bugged me. It's so it was so obvious because I was like, "Who would have it out for a bunch of witches?" Well, and then when it when they were like, "Oh, it's Hansel of Hansel and Gretel," who like they defeated a witch, and it's like, "Oh, duh!" Like, I don't know why it didn't like. I was like, "Oh, clearly." I mean, we've established the blind witch is in this. Like, why am I? Not, why am I suddenly like? Yeah, surprised. Right. I know. I mean, I was too, though. So I totally understand where you're coming from on that. But dude, like, not only that that he's you know all of the you know that he's you know there's two different characters in one, but also okay, the big reveal at the end of the episode that he's the freaking candy killer. Are you kidding me right now? Like. Like that, that was so creepy because not only was like, is the mask creepy? Because the mask is creepy as f it is. Not only is the mask creepy, but also like the whole scene in the parking garage, dude. Oh my God. I'm never going to be able to go into a parking garage ever again now. Like, I've never had a scene in any movie or TV show ever for creep me out the way that this one did. It was so creepy. Like, Oh my god! It was really well done. It was really well done. Yes, it didn't creep me. I didn't give me the wig as much as that Gothel thing a couple episodes of a couple episodes did ago did, but it definitely like like I was definitely concerned that she was gonna get got. Yeah, it was really intense, and I was pretty creeped out. Like I was creeped out hardcore, like the way that you were last week about. Gothel looking mm -hmm. in the camera at Alice or at Tilly, like, ugh. like. It, but this was like worse because I'm like, I don't ever plan on being in a police station standing in front of a camera where I can see into a room where a witness that has like some kind of control over me is looking up at the camera like they know that I'm there. <laughs> I don't plan on that ever happening. But I go in parking garages all the time. That's a little bit more realistic. Like, that's why I was, like, mm -hmm. super creeped by that. And it's not like I haven't seen stuff before, like, this taking place in, you know, parking garages that wasn't super creepy. But for whatever reason, like, I think it was the mask. Like, that mask was creepy as fuck, I'm telling you. Like, it was so I super creepy. I know the choice behind that. Like, the baby mask. Like, ugh. It was, that, that was the, a thing. Ugh, yuck. 
Oh my god, it was terrible. Just it was so terrible. Innocent, it, so sinister. it was terrible. It was awful. I was creeped out. It was terrible. I mean, I mean, I told you the reason why I wasn't that creeped out. So I don't know if I should, I should side. Should I get into it? Uh, yeah, go ahead. I mean, honestly, because I had mentioned this to Zach before the podcast, because he's like, "There's a thing that happens, and oh, you're gonna get the GBs." And I was like, and I told him, I was like, oh, "I wasn't, I wasn't that creeped out," because, I mean, the unfortunate fact is, is as a woman, that's what I, you know, you worry about that when you go into parking garages by yourself a lot. Like when um, Drusilla put her keys back in her purse, I was like, "Oh, girl, what are you doing?" No, I mean, I know she was getting the pepper spray, but I was like, "No, no, no, keep your keys in your hand." Get into your car. Like, what are you doing? So. Yeah, I've never thought about it from that perspective, really, because I've never had to. I'm a guy, so it's a little bit different, I guess. And I'm really sorry that you ever have to, you know, experience anything like that, because that's bullshit. Well, we we could talk about the flashbacks. Like, I, because I knew, I knew Gretel was, or rather, I didn't know Gretel, but I knew she was going to be important because I kept cutting to her in the circle during the flashbacks and I was like okay this this chick with the pigtails is gonna be important I love how her magic is candy based though that cracked me right up. yeah me too exploding candy I was like whoa okay well, we've never <laughs> really seen that before like where I mean the magic I don't want to say it's been generic it's always kind of been tailored to the person you know purple smoke or red smoke or black smoke but like, I don't think we've ever seen it where like it's it's directly like like someone uses forest. Well, actually, that's not hundred percent true, because Gothel's all her magic is very uh, plant based, mm-hmm. you know, Mother, Mother Nature, Nature and all yeah. that. So I guess this season it's interesting to see people's magic become even more tailored to their personality, and I would have liked to see maybe more of that in the main show, like throughout the seasons. Mm. Like, I'm trying to think, like, if Emma's magic, like, if, like, feathers or something appeared when she poofed away, you know what I mean? Mm. Something like that. Like, a flurry of black feathers for the black swan or something like that. Like, that would have been very interesting. Because, mm-hmm. well, actually, that's not 100% true, because Elsa has ice magic, so. Hmm. Hmm. Well, I mean, and the Snow Queen kind of had, like, she had ice magic and boob magic, I suppose. So she was <laughs> using, you know, I mean, pretty much everything was tailored to her there. <laughs> one thing too that i thought was really interesting speaking of like hansel and gretel is the fact that they are not so close anymore like when drizella asked you know about her family and she said where you start with your siblings isn't always where you end up mm. that was really interesting and also pretty real mm-hmm. i can see how that would feel familiar to somebody I'm interested because obviously Hansel was traumatized. She said he changed and he kind of went and did his own thing. Mm-hmm. I want to know what mm-hmm. his his main motivations are to be murdery. I mean, is he is he <laughs> just is he just completely gone off the deep end or what? Because right. obviously he joined up with Henry and them as a friend, but also and like I mean, Regina even like reiterated that it's like, oh no, best friend was mm-hmm. in in or who whoever God, was it Regina or was it Lucy? Who was saying, no, it was Regina. She was saying his best friends were, you know, Captain Hook and Jack. And I want to know, I mean, because obviously if he was just after the person who killed his sister, he would have gone straight for Drusilla and that would have been that. But he's out to, like, get the whole coven. So either he doesn't know the whole story or he's got some other thing going on or he's completely ir- irrational. So it, it, that is a bit interesting. I want to find out, like, 
where his decision to be a serial killer came from. Yeah, I'm. I would like to know that too. Is it only limited to his experience with the blind witch, and what happened with the oven and the scars that he bears? Apparently, like all of that, is that where it's coming from, or was there? something else major that happened that made him reconsider that. Cause it seems like a really, you know, I guess, extreme. well, I mean, it's, it's, well, yeah, I mean, it's really extreme, but also like that they said that the character who is the killer, they, um, is awake. So if he's awake and he has known the whole time and he knows the truth, wake up, I'm not sure that he was asleep when he got there or I mean we obviously we don't know the answer to that yet they'll probably tell us later on but if he was really good friends with Henry doesn't it seem weird that he would be awake and trying to like kill witches and so, like is that where it's coming from the fact that he's friends with Henry and he's awake so he's trying to kill the witches so that Henry can be free of the spell that they put on him so he can't be with Cinderella Oh that oh is that where it's coming from? Like, is he doing horrible things for the right reasons kind of deal? Right. Is like, it like, he has really good intentions for his friend. Mm -hmm. He just doesn't know how to help him in a non-murdery way. Right. He's just murdery, which I love that now that's the word that we're using. Um, but yeah, he's super murdery. So, uh, you know, I've, I wonder if maybe that's where it is coming from. Because, I mean, what else would it be? I'm not really sure. Right. Um, and that makes kind of sense, I guess. Like that he would want to be doing that. And also, like, revenge against witches. It was a witch who, you know, burned him and tried to eat him. So, you know, Well, then I'm that. wondering, too, what it made was him a witch who killed Jack Gretel. and go off the beanstalk. Yeah, like, why did he, he like, why did he yeah. separate from Gretel? What happened there? Um, the fact that she was becoming a witch is, like, trying to become a witch was also interesting. If he's, like, trying, if he's awake and trying to kill witches and his sister was trying to become a witch, what does that say about their relationship? Like, mm -hmm. there's, like, a whole backstory going on here with Hansel and Gretel that I need answers to. Like, I need to well, know what's going on. Like, this is just, like, a whole bunch of new information, and now we're we're, we're kind of late in the game. So I'm like, okay, wait, what what's happening? <laughs> that is brand new information! Okay. <laughs> I love Phoebe. Yeah, that was totally nuts, dude. Like, I'm, I don't know what's happening there. I like it. The whole, I mean, all of that, everything that was going on with Hansel and Gretel was f***ing awesome. I mean, I, oh, I yeah, would, and, and I mean, it, I would watch that spinoff in a heartbeat. Like, <laughs> oh, totally. Like, I actually wanted to see more of like which Hansel or sorry, which Gretel. Like, I wanted to see more of both of. Like, I wanted to see. Yeah, I'm sorry that she died. Like, I would have liked to have seen more of her later on. I mean, we kind of knew she was gonna because of like the nature of the flashbacks, but yeah, I mean, a I was, little bit. I was like, but well, I mean, I would have enjoyed and, it, and we'll see her later. Yeah, I mean, kind of was catching a little bit of fairy tale lesbian vibe off of Gretel too. Not gonna lie. Just, just a smidge. Just, just, just a, a little bit. I don't know. See, here's the thing. I'm, I, I'm watching everything with lesbian goggles now, so I'm just like, mm. right. But... <laughs> right, me too. I think those are the same goggles that Kate McKinnon's character wears in Ghostbusters, no? Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love that character. And then Awful Gothel is carrying Raphael's sigh from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and gives it to Drizella so that Drizella has to kill Gretel with it. And I'm like, That okay. kind of took me out a little because she pulled that out and I was like, hey! <laughs> I mean, really, like, it's totally... 
Raphael's side from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Like, that's the first thing that it made me think of. I know not everybody is probably going to make that connection. It may have not even have been the intention, but that looked like Raphael's side. I just did. I'm sorry. That's like, immediately where my mind went. I was just like, oh, crap, Ninja Turtles. All right. Ninja, ninja, rap. Okay, look it up, kids. Have a great time. Oh, but nay, Drizella wanted a sisterhood with Gretel instead. Unexpectedly so. That was so sad to me. She, she, she has been struggling to like find her people, and that's why. I mean, it makes that's what makes so much sense for her to like go with Gothel. Yeah, and then when they were talking about golden flowers too, I was like, okay, so that's like a tangled thing, as well, along with the lanterns, which we'll get to in a second. But then, like, you know, all of a sudden Gretel is, like, ready to kill a bitch. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, think about it. I mean, she she did that to the witch. Like, she's she's got blood on her hands I mean, before. I guess. So it makes sense that she would be like, all right, let's get some bitches guts to die. I mean, I suppose so. But I was still just like, damn, girl. Like, you couldn't have calmed down a little bit. So Done your own you coming? Know. Like, I mean, Drizzle was all about that, too. So they right. obviously have power and more... That's a bit sad, though, so they obviously had power, and they worked well together, and, like, they ended up, you know, fighting each other. I'm like, no, it should be about ladies, yeah. like, being powerful together, and, like, eh, but, I mean, them's the breaks. That's I how the gum so. drop drops. Basically, I think it's very interesting that Gothel's, like, not in control here anymore, obviously, with Drusella and Anastasia going off into the other realm, like, they're out of the picture, or, I mean... What I'm hoping will happen is that they'll come back, they'll find a way to come back and like have an antidote for Henry. And that way Drusella can do right by Regina. That's kind um, of what I was hoping would happen too, and it's a I mean, I I I do want that to happen. I think that's the best resolution for Drusella's character in trying to make things right specifically with Henry is to mm-hmm. fix the thing that she did. Mm-hmm. And it makes sense to me that she would be able to go into another land and use whatever magic that she finds over there because then she's going to be able to name drop another character or possibly somebody that we've met before. So then we can all be like, oh, and like <laughs> it'll work and we'll love the fairy tale reference and then that'll be that. Mm-hmm. So that's totally what I'm expecting to happen. It's interesting that you say that Gothel isn't in control anymore because I actually have a note about that. I wrote that down as well. Um, mm-hmm. And I found it particularly interesting because Gothel is always wearing red. Yes, I noticed her snazzy coat, her snazzy pea coat this up. Uh, yeah, like, she's work? always wearing red. Like, it's always built into her costume a little bit. So, um, which, I mean, is appropriate because her costume in the animated movie is has, a, you know, it's kind of on the red, purple, pink, somewhere in their spectrum. So it makes sense. And, you know, more red, I guess. Yeah, it's actually kind of appropriate. Maroon, if you will, darker red. And she's a darker person, so that would make sense. <laughs> Gothel's like especially like the coat that she had on that was like black with that like the little bits of red popping out here and there. I love that. It was coat. that Actually, one. I loved all Me the clothes. Too. Yeah, they're all awesome, but they're always red. Red normally means power. So I thought it was interesting that she lost control considering that she is always the person in red. And I also thought it was interesting that at one point Drizella had on an outfit that was I mean it was a look. First of all, it was totally black, and then she had a red leather skirt over it, mm. which I thought well, was interesting. It's kind of like her 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 emerging, you know, assertiveness and taking control for herself. Well, we'll see if Gothel shows up and she isn't wearing red in the next episode. Yeah, that'll be interesting. I hope that she's not. It just seems like whatever she was trying to get done, like, you know, she was getting Anastasia's power and all that is, like, 
Nope. But it's also interesting that Anastasia now going back to the other realm and even even Rumple acknowledged it. Like the Guardian's technically gone. He's like, I'll find another one. It's like, oh yeah, I don't think they're a dime a dozen, buddy. So I'm wondering. I, I never really thought that she was going to end up being the Guardian in the first place, though. No, I mean, I didn't really buy it 100% either. Like, when they kept referring to her as such in this episode, I was like, yeah, but do we really know? But, I mean, so it also, because I was, I think we had theorized uh, many podcasts ago that Alice was going to be the Guardian, and, and we were like, oh, yeah. no, I don't want that to happen. So I mean, yeah, I, I kind of really would be okay with now. it now. I mean, I don't know. It kind of depends on the manner in which they become the Guardian, what exactly the rules for the Guardian are, what their responsibilities are, what does that mean? Technically, Guardians don't usually, like, use the thing that they are guarding. I mean, she's guarding it. So if she, you know... But see, what does that mean for Rumpel, though? What does that mean for Rumpel, then? Because if he's going to die in order... Like, if he has to die in order to get back to Belle... Well, and, die, in the afterlife and, and die in his own time not just like drop dead when the dagger's done well yeah but the, but in order for him for him to become mortal doesn't somebody have to take the dagger from him and in that case the only way to become the dark one is to kill the previous one so well yes but i mean in the normal sense of unless he sacrifices himself unless he sacrifices himself i mean, yeah actually yeah what would happen if he stabbed himself with a dagger yeah, like if he sacrifices himself, then wouldn't that mean that, you know, the Dark One is gone, but he, nobody else would have control over it, which would then mean that, you know, all of the darkness would still be tethered to it, and the Guardian would just be responsible for making sure that nobody else used it again? The dark One? I I feel like right? there's a missing piece of that that we don't know, and I think the episode titled "The Guardian" is definitely going to be like, "Oh well, there you go." I'm wondering if the Guardian that episode is going. I mean, it's probably going to show who the new one is. But now we know that Rumple makes it all the way to the end, so I'm like, okay. Well, like, like I said, though, I mean, like mean? I don't think he. I don't know if he has to like just drop dead. Like I think it might just be like you know, like with Hercules, like you're mortal, and then it's like okay, then you die in your own time. Um, I really, like, as much as I don't, I don't want Alice to become the Guardian if it means that the Guardian has to, like, become the Dark One or whatever, but, like, Alice is such a magpie, like, she collects things, she keeps things, she's, she, you know, I could see her at the end of it, like, putting the teacup on a shelf and then the dagger next to it and then going off with Robin and doing whatever, and it's like, okay, good. Oh. You just kind of made the end, like, more realistic. That's going to keep happening, buddy. The closer we get, the more it's going to be like, Oh, God. Okay. I'm ready, and yet I'm not ready at the same time. I'll never be ready, I don't think. Okay. It just means it'll permanently be in my Netflix queue. Uh, yep. All right. So there's another scene that I want to talk about really quickly. Probably not so quickly. We'll probably spend some time on this. But, okay, so, first of all, Rumple and Regina in the burned-out room. Mm-hmm. Yes, bitch, I miss the two of them together. I know. Oh, my God. Not only that, but the setting was very, like, SVU, and the fact that he's, like, a cop, and, you know, she's, like, the badass. I don't know. Definitely getting some Olivia Benson vibes from Regina there. I was. Right? Okay, good. Glad I'm not the only one because I was too. 
I was like, can we cast Lana Perea and... In a procedural, please. And and Mariska Hargitay in... Yeah, exactly. <gasps> they should be the new Cagney and Lacey. Oh, they totally should. Yeah, I, I see would it. watch that. I, I see it. Oh, man. Missed opportunity there. So then they go down to Victoria's office and they discover that Facilier is actually playing a part in all of this. I really like how, like... Victoria's office got trashed. I think that it was that was very cool. How like the furniture was moving and like the glass just uh, the glass desk shattered. Like that was very bombastic oh, yeah. and very cool. Yes. Oh, bombastic's a great word choice. Good one. I also love the fact that Regina had that line. Like I know a thing or two about being a difficult student. Yes, with Rumple standing right there. I was like, <laughs> with Rumple standing right there. Yeah. And then later on, when she said, you know, we've broken curses before. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay. And then, but not only that, girl, but then she said, my gift to you is On what this I've happy, always wanted. Happy day. Happy day. Right? Oh, my God. Ah. I was like, I, I, I mean, I have all my notes. Like, I wrote, oh, my God, in the middle of the sentence. My gift to you is what I always wanted. Someone to believe I can change. And I was just like, girl. My gift to you on this happy, happy day, which then made me think of when Zelina said my gift to you on this sad, sad day in season three after Neil had died. I love the parallel. Or whoever. I think it was Neil who had died. And they're in the diner. Like, that's when Zelina had said that. So she repeated her sister's line back, too. And now here comes this bitch saying it again. Like, here comes Ron Gina saying it now. Like, oh, my God, this is just nuts. Like, I love I the parallels there, it. too. And, and then I love that the the line, that, the thing that I have right after that <laughs> is talking about when Drizella and Anastasia left because I said, wait, is this the last scene? What the f***? Drizella left. Anastasia is the guardian and she's gone. What the f***? <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's like, I mean, I feel like Drizella, like, there's only so far you could have gone with her story and, like, she's kind of, like, you know, I love evil Drizella. Like, when in the flashback when we saw her, like, force choking Regina or Regina Goffel. I was like, ooh, yes, I missed her being, like, a total, like, wench. But I feel like with present-day Drusilla, like, she knows what she has to do. And she's kind of, she she came to the end of what she had to do within the story, so it made sense for her to go. But at the same time, I really enjoy her character, so I wanted her to stick around as well. I love her. Like, big fan. Five stars. Do recommend. (laughs) So... You know, I was sad to see her go, and that's why I'm confident, like, she's got to come back. Like, she has to. Oh, sure. To do exactly what we already said, to bring the cure for her. I wanted her to pop up, like, from a portal and be like, Marty, we gotta do something about your kids! Like, the end of... Oh, jeez. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yes. I'm not sure if I want to do that, but I want her to have more of, like, a bitchly attitude, like, well, 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 if it isn't, you know, whatever... And then they're like, what are you doing here? So I'm, oh, I'm just here to cure Henry. Like, you know. Thank you. I can already see. I, I feel like she she's softened, soft, softened. God, I can't talk today. She softened the sass just a bit. But I would love if she showed up with it and be like, yeah, you know, where's my thanks? It's like, um, you did this. It's like, yeah, but I fixed it. Exactly. Like that's, I would want the same thing too. Also, going back to something that we were just talking about, Rumpel getting back to Belle. I just wanted to throw a shout out again to the writers in this case it was christopher hollier and adam Carp because they had um they gave rumple the line where he said every time i do good it just brings me closer to her oh now that I've melted my that, heart right and then he said now i've got to believe that one day another guardian will appear but those two sisters going off together that means that today is a good day for everyone and i was like oh my god like i love that line oh my god he's so different 
And yet the same. I also loved him gluing together the teacup. I was just, I was so about oh, that. Oh my god. Yeah, I was about poor, that too. Poor Chip has been through so poor much. Poor Chip. <laughs> he sure has. Poor buddy. Also, you mentioned that the flashback just a second ago too, when Rosilla was force choking Regina Gothel at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And I love when Regi- when you know Regina Gothel said, isn't this familiar? A head full of steam, a curse built on vengeance. And I'm like, yeah, a girl accosted by the living death. You know, whatever. But then it wasn't Regina. It was awful Gothel. So, you know, the formation of the Coven of the Eight. Okay, cool. I want to know who the... I want to know who everybody is in it. Like, I mean, we know who... I want, I, I want to... Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Also. Um, two, speaking of, when Dr. Facilia said he's a witch doctor, so he's at risk too. I was like, huh. Okay. I like that angle. Yeah. I like, you know, that we're mixing up the pronouns here and what's commonly, you know... Does that Referred also as mean, witch, though, that, that Rumble, I mean, as a magic user, is he in danger of the candy killer as well? Like, is it all I'm magical not, users maybe. that uh, Hansel's going after? Right, or is it just people who have, like, witch in their title? Well, somehow? I mean, that means Zelina's like, probably in trouble, which is, um, no, um, you leave her alone. Well, well, and Regina is nothing more than an evil witch at some point, so, you know, that's... She is also potentially at risk there. I mean, mm. they're all at risk, really, so... That it is interesting, like especially if he is awake. Does that mean that he's going to go after Zelina and Regina, or does that mean he's going to leave them alone, or is he just totally like flipped his lid? What's going on there? I, like, I again, need to, we need yeah, more. We need to know his methodologies. Yeah. Exactly. Um, let me see. I have more notes. Oh, speaking of Facilier too, I just want to say uh, really quickly that the scene after. Drizella gets attacked in the parking garage when she goes to Ronnie's and they're sitting there talking and the window is lit all red and they're having that conversation. Like, the lighting in that scene was everything. Like, I was all about it. I did like how that scene Oh my god. It was so cool. Like, I just, I absolutely loved it. Like, I made sure to write it down. I just thought that that was fantastic. I'm not 100% convinced that he got the magic for Regina. Like, I know, like, I get what they're trying to do Mm. and, like, be like, no, he he also is, he's he's not such a bad guy. But I'm not 100% on board with trusting him yet. Because, obviously, he has, like, a thing going, like, with, uh... Tiana and Naveen, you know, where he's like, mm-hmm. I have my reasons to do stuff. Back off. I just, I don't know what his deal is, you know? I don't know what his deal is either, and I'm sure we'll find out soon. Um, it, I bet it's in the cards. Nah. I just don't know if I if to trust him or not. I really don't. Like, I don't know if he, if, if I, that's just how things, can... like, kind of, like, came out in the wash, or if, like, if or sorry if drusilla had actually killed anastasia like how what would have happened instead like i know he says he saw it in the cards that like you know things were supposed to happen yada yada but like we didn't see it in any cards that he pulled so it's like mm, i don't know i don't trust him is basically the moral of that story i don't trust him yet either i feel like he is like he's a lot like kind of like a combination of regina and rumple mm. a little bit because with Rumpel, you could never really trust him, even though you figure, you know, he he was eventually working toward, I mean, he was always working towards a greater good, but it, he was also really evil about things. And so, and, you know, Regina, I mean, I don't know, like, I just, I don't know what it is about him, really. I don't know if I could put it into words correctly about why I feel like he is a combination of the two, but 
I mean, there's a reason he gels with Regina. You know what I mean? Like, there's a reason why they have that chemistry because right. they are alike in some way. Well, yeah, and he—that's—that's that's the thing—is that he's like Regina in that, like, he's seeking—not seeking redemption, but he's his motivations are probably well intentioned, but his methods are super evil. But he's more like Rumple in that we don't know all the cards that he holds. Uh, so, because Rumple and Regina are very alike in that they—they <laughs> wanted their goals were noble, but their methods were not and just how far they were willing to go is what kind of set them apart because rumple was willing to play everybody like a violin to get what he wanted regina was more like i'm gonna knock down every barrier in my way to get what i want so yeah like I guess, there was never any question about regina right so i guess facilia is more rumple's methods with regina's intentions but see i like regina for the most part always had pretty f***ed up intentions it was only towards the end that she started to really change and and have better intentions. But for the first at least two seasons, she did not have good intentions. And for all the years that happened before that, too, like all the flashbacks that we saw. So, I mean, I, I feel like... I mean, I don't, I don't know. It's, I mean, it's a gray area. That's the thing. I mean, I feel like Facilier is a great character. I actually wish that there had been more of him over the season, too. Um, I would have enjoyed having more... I just... Uh, I don't know. I really just wish that they had d- gone more of the Princess and the Frog route than Cinderella, I guess. See, I I'm vice versa, but again, I me. haven't seen the movie, so I, I, I am a bit biased with that. Well, I just, I kind of feel like it's because we haven't seen the Princess and the Frog stuff play out yet, and with this particular storyline with witches and things like that, you know, I mean, I feel like everything is work, you know all put together the way that it has is still a really intricate, well-thought-out story. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if the elements of The Princess and the Frog would have played to this particular story better, especially with the whole witches thing. But I also kind of feel like that was the plan to begin with, because they they had already said that Princess and the Frog was going to have more of a of a presence in the second half of the season. Mm-hmm. And now we know why. It's because the first half of the season was more... You know, it didn't have as much to do with the witches and things like that. And now we're getting full on into like covens and, you know, witch doctors and things like that. So it makes sense that this is why um, the princess and the frog is coming into play more, I suppose. Okay, so I guess I just answered my own point. Never mind. <laughs> I think it's interesting, though. The, the one thing that, oh, I mean, I know there's a whole song about the princess and frog, but, you know, friends on the other side. So when Rumpel finally is reunited mm. with Belle, are they going to be everybody's friends on the other side? Oh, shut up. <laughs> I can't deal with I can't deal with those feels right now, bitch. <laughs> Speaking of, by the way, when Rumple said at the end, "I will put both your feet on the other side," I was like, "He's got friends on the other side." Well, the like, way he did that too, he said that so like like sassily. I was like, "Oh, Rumple." Yeah, it was. Yeah, there's a little bit of Rumple there for sure. <laughs> Oh, and also, too, when he's, um, real quick, he said to, Facilier said to Regina, I left those girls so they could find each other. And I was like, oh, <laughs> like, they'll always find each other, too. Oh, like, you know, it was the whole thing. Yeah, I thought that was great. Oh, I, I mean, yeah, overall, I really liked this episode a lot. I thought it was good. I didn't see the promo yet for what the next one is going to be. I haven't either. What is the next episode up? Like, what's the title? breadcrumbs i'm gonna look it up right now so we can watch it okay so that makes a lot more sense now because now we know that you know hansel is in it Ooh, this might be we might actually find out his motivations then Mm. okay i'm gonna watch the promo real quick here 
Oh, wait, what is she? What are they talking about? What? Oh. <gasps> Don't get in the car, Henry! <laughs> oh, dude, that's worth a look. Like, there's some stuff going on in, in this promo. All right, hold like, on. Like, it's very, it's, like, it's about Henry and Hook. Should we take a minute to watch? Yeah, that's fine. It was at this point that we watched the promo for 30 seconds and then we jumped back into recording. So we now return to our regularly scheduled broadcast. Don't get in the car, Henry! Yeah, that promo for next week, though. Well, it, it, it brings up uh, some interesting stuff. Like, Henry's saying, I, you know, I don't want to be a character or I, I, I want to find my own story. I can't believe I'm just a character to somebody else's. Like, I forget that that's why he went on his journey in the first place. But it's also very, like... What is he finding? Like, or what is he not finding? I don't know. And then they're on the Jolly Rancher, and it's like... The Jolly Rancher? <laughs> the Jolly Roger, you mean? <laughs> I do. That's what my mom calls a skull and crossbones. She's like, yeah, the Jolly Rancher. And I'm like, Karen, what are you doing? <laughs> but also, um, Lucy's talking to Zelina. Mm. So, um, like... Yeah, that. That... And we obviously know why Zelina wants to be woken up so she could, like, reunite with her daughter. I wonder if we're going to see more of Chad. <laughs> the Chad is great. The Chad. The Chad. The Chad is great. All right. Um, yeah, I wonder about that as well. Um, I'm also like, what, you know, is Nick really about to try to kill Henry here? Is that really what's happening? Okay. Um, he is looking hella crazy in this promo. Like, he's got, like, like he sure is. crazy eyes. Yeah, super crazy eyes. Don't know what to make of that. Don't know what's happening. Don't understand. So confused. Just, oh my god. What? Like, <laughs> I don't understand what's happening. There's too much happening. I don't like seeing Henry, you know, at risk like that. Like, Henry, don't get in the car, bro. What are you doing? Reverse. Like, no, sir. Just, like... <sighs> oh, man. Just that last shot of the car door shutting, I was like, ooh, you... You rotten mofos. Like, no. In the rain, and he's all like... And, you know, and Rumpel's showing up with the book and telling him that the killer's a fan of his work, and they showed the creepy-ass mask again. And mm. and then, and Henry, you know, and Rumpel has the book, too. Like, why does he have the book? Like, where did the book come from? It must, I mean, it must have been found somewhere, because we know Lucy has a copy, and it was a published book. Well, yeah, book. but, I mean... Well, I suppose so, but that's super weird. Like, it's funny that there's, like, multiple versions of this book around. Like, that's, there's, like, mm. a, there's an irony there that is tickling me. Did you notice that the eye holes in the mask, like, you could actually see them in that quick shot? And, like, you could see his yeah, eyes can glittering we not, behind please? them? Yeah, like, can ah. we not, please? That's creepy as fuck. I don't even have, I can't. I can't even find the words. You're creepy. Next week, I mean, it looks like it's going to be a pretty good episode. I'm into it. Um really freaked out by it i'm looking i gotta say too that hook's haircut in this like in the past and when he's got like his ear pierced and stuff going on like mm -hmm. <laughs> i get the aesthetic i get the aesthetic it's i mean yeah it just looks like it's gonna be super good and i'm interested to see how it goes and i'm wondering too if that shot when henry is like opening up the book and he sees the ship um, like the Jolly Roger in the book, is he going to end up seeing a drawing of himself in the book? Well, no, is that, was that his book or was that the OG book? I don't know. 
That's a good question. Hold on. I'm looking that up. There's a bunch of stuff written on the margins on the page. I, I, I can tell that. you that. It is not it is not his OG book. It is a different book. It's the book I'm that he wrote. It back right well, now. if there's notes in the I margins, so. are they killer's notes? Um no, it says like read a book not something like or a it's really hard to read, actually. It's kind of hard to make it. It's hard to make sense of it because it's. Yeah. Tumblr would have had it all worked out by now, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sh- I'm sure Tumblr does. Like, we'll probably look for it there. So, um, yeah, that that's what's going on there. Uh, it looks like it's going to be good, though. Just a reminder to everybody. Um, after you know, including this Friday's episode, we have seven episodes left of Once Upon a Time. <sighs> I didn't mean to make that high pitched of a noise, but next week's episode Breadcrumbs is directed by Ron Underwood and written by Jane Espenson and Jerome Schwartz. Oh, it's a Jane episode. It's a episode. It's a Jane. It's an episode. It's a Jane episode. And then after that is the episode Chosen, which was written by Paul Carp and Brian Writings and directed by Lana Perea. Mm. And then The Guardian, which was directed by Jeffrey Hildrew, written by David H. Goodman and Brigitte Hales. Flower Child is coming after that, which was written by Eddie Kitsis and Adam Horowitz and directed by Tessa Blake. Uh-oh. And then episode 20, which is this, you know, is this Henry Mills, is directed by Ron Underwood, written by Dana Horgan and Leah Fong. Um, that's also the episode where Jared Gilmore and Beverly Elliott are scheduled to be returning, so... We'll see how it goes there. Homecoming is the penultimate episode written by David H. Goodman, directed by Steve Perlman. And then the finale, of course, is Leaving Storybrooke, which was written by Adam and Eddie. And the director has yet to be revealed. My heart, too. I... (sighs) Okay, it's fine. We'll be fine. All good things must come to an end. We're going to start crying talking about this finale. You do realize that. Like, you... Dear listeners, you're going to be hearing some blubbering on this podcast. I can't even think. I can't even. I can't find the words. But that's okay. We don't have to come to that until after May 18th, because that is the date of the finale. So so we're going to wrap up this week's episode of the Once Upon a Fan podcast. Thank you all very much again for listening. As always, we will not be back next week. Instead, we're going to do another double Woodpecker episode of the Once Upon a Fan podcast after... The episode Chosen, which was directed by Lana Perea. So we will be back after April 13th. So not next week, but the week after. You can expect to see another double Woodpecker episode of the Once Upon a Fan podcast. Until then, we'll see you next time. Bye, guys.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 